Welcome to Unchenyo and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Unchain Your Inner Strength Podcast. Love it. We have another beautiful guest today, and it's Janine Poppin. Hi, Janine. How are you? Hello, Maria. I'm so good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I love doing podcasts. I'm like, I think you're the fourth person I've spoken today with. Uh, and I know some people oh, are like, man. oh, how you do it? And I was like, I absolutely love it. I'm like, I'm having the best conversations. I'm like, then I don't speak for uh, two okay. days. That's what happens. Like, I'm like, I do this yeah. and the rest of the week, I'm like quiet. And they're like, say something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, I love I'm that. Done, <laughs> I've done my talking for the week. <laughs> Jeanette. Okay. You are the owner of JP Creative, and you also are you're a Squarespace designer, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about yes, yourself, Lovey. Yeah, well, I am a brand and web designer for coaches and small businesses, and I help them bring their vision to life, um, so they can really create the impact in the world that they want to make and the income that they want to make. Um, my background is a little bit meandering. I uh, worked in travel, educational travel for a long time, and then um, woke up one day and just quit my job and knew that I couldn't go to a nine to five anymore. I had no plan, no um, nothing on the horizon, but um, I knew that I would figure it out. So I like um, that. I, I <laughs> it actually, out. yeah, had to figure it out. So I started a travel business and I did that for a few years and I loved uh, working online. I loved meeting people from all over the world. Um, but after a while, I knew that I wanted something more. Um, and was this around... Some- Sorry, Janine, was this like yeah. your own business or were yeah. you were you in business with someone else, like a network marketing company or was it your own? Yeah, good question. So I actually worked um, under a, a local travel agency. Um, I'm based in South Carolina in the U.S. And I worked with this un, as a travel agent under a small company okay. here um, at first. And I learned, you know, how to basically how to be a travel agent. And then I went out on my own. Okay. And so it was my own thing. Um, but, you know, wouldn't, you know, I decided that wasn't really what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I thought I actually, I wanted to be a life coach and um, I had a background in yoga as well. Very multi-passionate. And I, you know, and for a long time, I, I pushed that aside and said, 
you know, I have to pick one thing. I have to do one thing. And um, it's tough, is it? Around the time. Yeah. When you're multi-passionate. Around the time tough. that I, you know, we get a lot of messages um, saying, you know, how you should do things and how you're supposed to, to build a business or, you know, you have to pick a major, you have to pick one thing that you do for mm -hmm. your whole life. And that's just not how I'm built. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I kind of got down on myself for a while about that because I felt like I, I wasn't doing things the way that you were supposed to. Um, and so I, explored I tried a lot of different things but I always felt a little bit um a little bit embarrassed or ashamed by that I think of like well how will people perceive me because I'm going from this thing to that thing to this thing um and what actually ultimately helped me work through that was discovering human design and learning about my own just way of being in the world and becoming more self-aware of how I'm meant to do things in the world um, and really deconditioning and letting go of those messages of what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to do it. And once I was able to really um, learn that really my purpose is to just be, I could let go. My purpose is to be me. I could let go of feeling like I had to find this one purpose. Um, and that's been really freeing. So through all of these journeys and wanderings, um, trying to find my purpose, um, I finally learned that what I'm supposed to do is what lights me up and what brings me uh, flow. And I thought I want to be a life coach. I got trained as a life coach. I was building my website. And I realized that was when I felt the most lit up, when I felt the most in flow. I didn't want to stop working on the website. I was sad <laughs> when it was over. Um, I just wanted to create things, help, help other people bring that into the world. And that's what I do now. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I understand, you know, that may not be what I do forever. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm I okay with that. that. Um, you know, it's all part of the evolution. Yeah, no, uh, but I really like that. I think for people who has different type of passions, as you said, you kind of feel ashamed of saying like, oh, now I'm going to change to this. And I'm going to change to that, you know. But sometimes you want to do so many things like you nailed it when you said oh when you go to college you have to pick a major and that's I think that summons it all you know and and you go and do these tests when you go and you know finish high school or secondary school you go and do this test to see where it brings you I remember I got tests on like my I wanted to be a film director I wanted to be a screenwriter I wanted to be a travel agency a travel agent as well what else did I want to be what oh I wanted to be a lawyer so I was like how do I combine all the things together okay <laughs> if I have to pick only one thing and I'm like and, and it used to drive me crazy you know so yeah. but it, it was like I was so passionate about all those things but there was not one major one thing that I can learn that it was relatable to all that um 
So, yeah, so needless to say, I didn't go to college. No, I did. I went for a year in film school and then I quit. I was bored. I got bored. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think as I've started having this conversation more and more, I realize that you and I are not alone. I think that this is a common thing, but we're, we don't talk about it that much because there is a little bit of a, you're seen as wishy-washy or, you know, you're, you have to find your straight and narrow path. And, um, I reject that. Yeah. If that's your, if that works for you, amazing, yeah. Yeah. but that's not going to be the path for everyone. Absolutely. Well, I think it's like, I think it's for mostly marketing purposes that it's like, Oh, if you do too many things, you're going to confuse your tribe. And, you're like, well, we're talking about going back in a box. I think when we do that, that would like, okay, this, um, you know, like for me, it was very confusing. Jen, 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 Jen. Yeah, it was very yes. confusing. Sorry. It was very confusing because that I was like, well, there's so many things I can teach you. And then I've seen people like doing a course about like, oh, I can teach you how to do this and that. And it was all very specific. And I was like, that's why I teach him my whole thing when I coach, you know, and I just don't know how to package the whole thing because I know it's going to drive you crazy. But, but it is, it's hard when you have all, like, I don't think it should be hard anymore. Let's change that. I don't think it should be hard when you have all these passions and you want to do a lot of different things. I think we should allow ourselves to do that. You know, it, it is important, especially when we're, we're empowering people to be themselves, to go after their dreams, to do what they love. You know, I think it's important that if you want to do whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. Don't wait for one thing to work. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> so I'm going to say now. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and let me, and tell me, so, so doing website is what really, really sparks your soul. Uh, tell me why Squarespace? I'm intrigued. You're the second person I meet that does only specifically Squarespace. Mm -hmm. Well, I I actually started the very first website I ever built for my travel company was through WordPress because that was what everybody said you're Mm -hmm. supposed to use. Um, And offered through that website, it was not fun at all. It was so difficult to figure it out. Um, And I, you know, I didn't have the funds to invest in hiring somebody at that time. I was trying to figure it out myself. And it was, it was a nightmare. Um, You know, I, I trudged through it and eventually had something passable um, to put online, but I, I held off for a long time and held off. And finally, a a coach that I was talking to convinced me that I should give Squarespace a try um, for, for the life coaching website. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and I immediately fell in love. I think it was because after I had built a website on WordPress, (laughs) it was like the most glorious, um, joyous experience (laughs) building a a website on Squarespace. Um, And I still feel that way. I, I genuinely just love designing in the platform so personally, I just enjoy using it, but I love it for small businesses and entrepreneurs um, because it is built as a DIY platform. Mm-hmm. And that I, that is a bit of a misnomer because there's still a learning curve involved. I mean, if you just open up a Squarespace 
website and try to make it look exactly how you want it to look, you're probably going to have to be doing a lot of Googling and, um, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's not quite as easy as they make it seem or as it sounds. Um, but if you are in the position to work with a designer, once the site is built, it's so easy to maintain as you know, if you're a solopreneur and you don't have somebody that does all of your website updates um, for you, or even if you have a, you know, a team, um, you still have the capability of going in, making changes yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait on somebody, you know, you just need to change a price or a date or, you know, add a sales page or something like that. And it's perfectly um it's perfectly reasonable for somebody to be able to do that themselves once they have some basic knowledge of the platform. It is. I have to. I have to agree with you. It is a beautiful platform, though. I've tried uh, my first. My first website, who I didn't create, it was somebody. I hired somebody to do it, and he did it on on Squarespace, and it was gorgeous. And I remember saying, "I was like, why don't we move to WordPress?" And he was like, "Did you see that?" He was like, "Look at how beautiful the layout is from this." And like the other one, it just looked, it just looked like using an Excel sheet. Like the the layout is so different. Like the wording, like, I don't know. He was like, "No, you want to be creative, use this." And then we moved to Wix. I don't know what happened there. He was like, "We're moving to Wix now," and I was like, "Okay, all right, <laughs> leave it up to you." But uh, yeah, you are right. It's just. It, it it's enjoyable to work in when you when you sit there like and talk I I can see that you switching like oh I'm gonna do this I love it even more <laughs> yes and it's just a really balanced platform I think too I'm kind of a Squarespace fangirl so I could keep going but um, <laughs> it, it it's a balance of it has all the capabilities that you need it's really powerful but it's still user friendly okay since I have you here Lovie. I want to talk a little bit about SEOs because that's for me, it's like, uh, yeah, it's one of those territories that I'm like, um, I, I try to understand it and I'm not really understanding it, but I know I have to use them. Uh, and I know, like, like I said, now that I use Wix, they give you like, they give you suggestions, but like the suggestions they're giving me and what I'm doing, it doesn't really make sense, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. so tell us a little bit about it, please. Yeah, <laughs> SEO is it is like another language, <laughs> so I completely understand, um, you know, why it's confusing. But basically, in terms of why it's important, what I always tell people is, you know, it's if you have a website, there there tends to be kind of a misconception that when you press publish, people are just going to flock to the website. <laughs> um, and I wish that yep. were true, but. Um, it's not really the case of if you build it, they will come. You have to have a strategy behind it to get people to the page. And SEO is, yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah, just publish. You're, I know. I'll open my business, publish. That's it, done. <laughs> I'm gonna make a cup of tea <laughs> in the sales. Yeah. I'm gonna go through. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Ah. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, I know. Um, So, you know, and there's so many social media can be a great traffic driver. There's, there's a lot of ways to drive traffic Mm -hmm. to, to your website. But SEO, once you get it in place is really one of the most powerful, because it can be pretty hands off, it works for you behind the scenes. 
And you're bringing in traffic that is specifically searching for you. So I always, you know, when, when I'm starting the SEO conversation with clients, I always say, okay, let's think of your ideal client and they're up in the middle of the night and they're struggling with, you know, the problem that you're going to help them solve. What are they Googling when they're like, I need help. (laughs) What are they Googling? And, and that's kind of the starting point in determining um, how to get the right people to your site. Um, in terms of the strategy, you know, it, it can get a little bit complex, but the main thing is really to focus on the homepage and, um, you know, to have your, your main keyword on the homepage. And then the other pages are kind of secondary, but the homepage is really the main focus in okay. the right. keyword strategy. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah, no, because I'm like, because every time I try to change them, it's like, oh, now I have to do the other page and the other page. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> especially because it keeps asking me for location. And I'm like, well, I work online. And that's, you know, and it keeps telling me, like, suggesting that because I, I started the website in Dublin, it keeps suggesting that I should put Dublin there. And I'm like, but I don't work in a physical place. So that thing kind of drives me crazy. So when I think that I have everything, you know, it gives me, uh, you know, all the steps and, you know, it gives you the little circle with like 10 and see if you reach the 10th, then you'll have it like, oh, it's all optimized. Yeah, you're ready to go. And I can never reach it because I never put the location. <laughs> I'm like, but it was like, does it make sense? I'm like, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that can support SEO and location is one of them and things like page loading time. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it and it's a little bit of like a a mystery in some ways. Um, But those are all just a small piece of the puzzle. So if you're, if you're missing one piece of it, it's not going to mean that it's not worth investing in the rest of the strategy. (laughs) That's just, you know, it's a tiny piece of the puzzle. (laughs) just you know it's like the little perfectionist on me I'm like I want that little circle to be full (laughs) I'm working on that though I'm working on leaving the perfectionist on the side I'm like go away now (laughs) you and me both (laughs) I'm like I don't know what sign are you but I'm like I'm a Virgo so it is it it takes Mm. a lot organized organized and then I'm 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 a Virgo with a little bit of Libra and I'm like, oh, seriously, come on. <laughs> Everything has to be tidy and organized and all the boxes. Take. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. My dad was Aquarius, though. He oh, was cool. a bit of a mess. <laughs> Don't believe it. Oh. Very, crea- <laughs> very creative. That, yes. And very, he loved to travel as well. He did travel all around the world. He loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, uh but yeah, so let's go back to this. We want to talk about branding yeah. today because, uh, I mean, branding is yeah. such a huge topic when it comes to, to online business. I mean, I know some people's like, oh, it's just like, you know, the colors, the fonts and this and that, but there's so much more to it. Um, so yeah, so Janin. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's start with branding. What What is it? Why is it important? Um, and I agree. I mean, I always say like, let's, let's stop making it so complicated. Uh, let's just keep it simple. Um, your brand basically is a representation of your business. It's your values, your story, your purpose, all wrapped into one. Um, 
And the visual branding of the brand identity is what communicates that in a visual way. So that's kind of the, the differentiation. When you hear branding, it includes all of it. It's your messaging, it's your story, um, all of the, the pieces of who you are as a business. Um, but the brand identity are what people often think of as like the logo, the colors, the typography. And so brand identity is a part of the overall picture, but it's not, it's not all of it. So I think it's really important to have a good solid foundation um, of who you are, what you're here to do, who you're serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be like a really, a really good shift for, for people because sometimes it can feel like, oh gosh, I, you know, people can struggle with aspect of marketing or selling, but when you approach it from this place of service of my brand is who, what I am doing, who I am serving, um, that can actually move that, that, um, fear of selling a little bit, because then all of a sudden you realize that the world actually needs you to be sharing your story and your purpose and to do so in a way that helps others. Um, so, you know, I think don't be afraid to, to share your message, your story and why you're here. Um, the visual branding, that's where I come in and that's important because it's what really makes your business memorable. It helps it stand out from the rest. It's what's going to build a really um, strong connection immediately between you, your business and your clients or audience and what will ultimately draw them Mm -hmm. to you. Um, So a successful brand is one that is not only who you are really clear on your purpose, your message, but it's also relevant to who you're serving. And when it comes to the visuals, okay, what, um, cause I, I did say to you before, I was like, I think there was like this trend of colors and, you know, I'm like, one time it's like pinks, then it goes into like this natural colors and then this greenish, more earthy colors. Is there like a standard for a certain type of business? Because I remember when I, I chose the color for my business and and I remember saying to you, I went with blue because I love the sky and it's, I'm just fascinated with it. And I went with that and a little bit with pink. But I remember going online and, and saying like, okay, red is for certain things. Like you shouldn't pick red because red is like, you know, just like this, it's just too much. Then black, it was just too masculine. Uh, things like those. How uh, do you, do you think there is a standard or things have shifted or like, you know, the rate, what we thought that it was like the standard is not anymore now because I'm more women, you know, having online businesses and we like more like lighter colors. <laughs> yeah. I love that question. Um, so branding, especially the visual piece of it is subject to trends just like anything else. So, say, you know, with home decor is an example that comes to mind. Home decor 10 years ago is going to be very different than it is now. Mm-hmm. And the colors that you loved in your home, you know, when you redid your bedroom last that were all the rage in the nineties, for example, are, <laughs> are not 
necessarily um, it, it's not the same. So yeah, the trends come and go for sure. You know, every year Pantone comes out with the color of the year mm-hmm. and that heavily influences design in all aspects, including, you know, branding and web design. Um, but, you know, a brand that's built on trends is going to be fleeting. A brand that is built on clarity and strategy is going to work hard for you, is going to speak to your idle client, is going to be one that, you know, can be flexible with you and change with, you know, the evolution of, of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I think having that strong foundation of clarity and um, brand discovery is really essential to, to having um, a brand identity that is going to last and really do what you want it to do, which isn't just be cute or cool or trendy, but to really speak to your idol audience and, okay. and be compelling to them. And Janine, the reason I ask, because there's also like the part of market research, right? And I remember, let's say people who does yoga or spiritual, there's always, there's always the lotus. There's always the lotus somewhere. (laughs) And I remember telling a friend, I was like, I think you probably, and this is like three years ago, I was probably like, you should pick something else. She was like, well, but that's the thing. Like if people see this, they identify with that. They will ask, they will know what it's about, you know? And in those aspects, how do we shift if, you know, I think personally, you know, like in order to be, you know, you can be a yogi or you can be spiritual without having to identify specifically with that. Like, you know, with the, because it's it's usually the lotus or is this girl with her hands up and her, her leg is like crossed and she's standing, right? I don't know if. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. You, you you can identify with that one too but it's like you see it a lot sure. when it comes to those kind of websites or branding or you know um how we, we break those patterns where or you know that's what I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to put this question together because it's that it's the market yeah. research it's the thing that stands out and then this you that you're like okay I want to bring something that is different but how do I make that stand out if I'm yeah. not something that is so recognizable Mm -hmm. well you know I think when you're thinking about branding some of the best brands and the ones that are most recognizable don't really have anything to do with the industry if you think of like Nike or McDonald's um, the reason they are so popular and are are so memorable is because they broke the mold Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, yes, you want to be, you want to be recognizable. And there are ways to do that through so- color psychology and typography and market research for sure. Um, but again, you know, I think that does come back to the ideal client. What is your client looking for? Are they looking for something that is a little more safe and comfortable and, um, you know, something that's immediately recognizable as a yoga business or are they looking for something that's a little more disruptive and unique and special? Um, so yeah, the market research can be really helpful in informing that, but ultimately, I mean, I think it comes down to what feels right to the client. Um, as long as we're using strategy behind that to inform those decisions. Okay. 
All right. I don't know if that answered the question. No, it did answer the question. It's just I find like I always find it personally that my market research can be a little bit confusing when we have a vision, you know, and then we ask and our vision kind of slightly changes and you're like, oh, okay, but I like this. You know, (laughs) it's like, this is what I want to do in my business. But then you see that there's not a huge market. But I say like companies, as you said, like there's a lot of companies that started with having a lot of, you know, they didn't have much feedback. They were like, you'll never succeed. And then they did it. They still went and did it their way. And they're the ones that stand out these days. Well, some of them, most of them. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's a balance. I, um, I really uh, lean a lot on my intuition as a designer. And I also really push my clients to trust their intuition because I, I personally think that even though, yes, there are brand rules, mm-hmm. um, ultimately, especially as, you know, a solopreneur, somebody, if your name is on your brand, you have to feel proud of it. You have to feel like this represents who you are and that you, you know, you're going to show up every day and this is a part of how you are serving the world and that really, to me, is one of the most important pieces. And I, this maybe gets a little bit woo-woo, but I, I also think <laughs> that if we can stand in that authenticity of, okay, I trust that this is the right decision for my business, for my brand, that is going to be the magnetic element that's going to attract people to you. Um, so yeah, the strategy, I mean, I know I've been like strategy, 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 (laughs) um, and it is so important, but it can only take you so far. Ultimately you have to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm more, I'm more into woohoo things. So yeah. So I'm like the more woohoo (laughs) and weird and spiritual it is. I'm like, I'm all in. Yeah. Let's trust this. (laughs) And that's, and that's, yeah, well, that's the thing that I had to let go from that or, you know, that Virgo part, because we're very like, okay, give me the facts. I want to see this. I want to see that. And then it's just like, oh, come on. I'm like, I, and I, you know, leaning on that energy of action, 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 and then putting all the strategies. And then you're like, okay, something is not working here. Something is just not, it's not for me, but yeah. 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 Your energy really is what ultimately is attracting people. So you know, the, the branding supports that and it makes it easier for you to, you know, be cohesive and look professional and, you know, all of the things that branding can do for you, but it's not. And as a brand designer, I am saying it's actually not the most important thing. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know, it is, it is one of the things that people focus the most when they start their business. And, and I'm saying this, like I have a friend who just started his business and it was that, it was like, I can't do this until I get all the design right. And I get all this and like the website. And I'm like, dude, relax. I was like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, just post something and let it be oh whatever it is, you know, but yes. he, yeah, but he got so into it that he was getting so frustrated. And I was like, let me just let it go. It's fine. I'm like, we have, I have, I've changed my, I've changed, you know, the fonts along the way. I changed, I changed my logo along the way. I changed it about two times, I think. And I was like, oh, I'll do this. And I don't like it. I'll do this. And, and it's okay. I mean, they still know it's mine. 
you know? (laughs) Yeah, I get really fired up about that because I, you know, one of the things is that so many people feel like they can't do anything, just like you said, until everything is perfect. They have to have the logo, Mm -hmm. they have to have the website, they have to have everything, you know, all their ducks in a row. And, and I actually say, don't do all of that first (laughs) because your, your business is probably going to change a lot in the first year. Yes. And there's other things to focus on in the first year. Like for example, legal. I know so many people that like spend thousands of dollars on a website and they haven't, Mm -hmm. they don't have the legal foundation or, you know, again, like just having that really clear, solid brand strategy um, or not, thinking that they're going to publish the website and that's the end of the story, but they're afraid to go on video and show their face online or, you know, so I I think that in terms of investing in, especially in custom branding and web design, really the ideal timing is one to two years into your business. Test it out, talk to people, get a sense of what you love to do, what people are looking for, get to know your ideal client intimately so that when it comes time to make those decisions about, well, what color is going to be the right color to speak to my audience? You already know that because you know, your clients have told you, you know exactly what they're looking for. So, you know, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think don't, don't let that hold you back from sharing your message from getting out there and, and starting your business now. And once you have the resources and you have the foundation and the groundwork built, then is the right time to invest in branding and web design. And I think I, I have maybe a different perspective on that than a lot of designers because, um, because I've been there and I've been, I've had conversations, you know, when I was starting my business, I talked to a web designer and she told me her price and I like threw up in my mouth a little bit because there's <laughs> no way I could have afforded that yeah, yeah. at that time. And well, I shouldn't have, you know, so yeah, take your like, time and do it right. When you say those people that pay thousands and I'm like, okay. And it's like, what are they charging for? <laughs> I'm like, cause it, 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 some people will spend so much into building their business that then when they actually have to go and work the business, they're like, oopsie, I don't know what to do now, you know, because it's that. It's like, okay, I get the way, I'll get the website, I get all the pages, like the Facebook page, I get the Instagram thing, I get everything done there, looking all nice and pretty. And then press publish or press post, and then they're like, okay, what do I do next? You know, and yeah, it is. It's daunting. I, I was like that, Janine, Janine. I was like, I try to have everything perfect. And I was like, so my website is not ready. I'm not going to say that I like, I, you know, I shift the business into, I was in a network marketing, shifting to coaching. And then once I, and I did, I waited till that moment. Then I published my website and I realized there were so many things I had to fix in them. <laughs> The buttons weren't going to the right places. I'm like, you. It wasn't. It wasn't mobile friendly because I never bothered checking the mobile things. So mm-hmm. It was just a mess. It was a mess. I remember, and that's when I learned. I think that's when I learned. I'm like, okay, oops. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happened. Sometimes you just gotta press publish and, <laughs> and figure it out from there, right? 
And this lady said, it's like, even somebody texting like, oh, okay, this is like, oh, this is, because so, somebody did um, message me and they're like, oh, that doesn't look very professional. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, can you do it? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, then. All right. I'm learning. Yeah. I was like, and that's okay when you're starting too. out. Absolutely. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there, there does come a time when, you know, when you're ready, though, there comes a time when you're ready to take it to the next level, or when you want to use your website to host courses or to become, you know, um, a client attraction, attraction tool for you. Um, and, and you'll know when it's time, but um, don't let that hold you back, you know, from from getting started and putting yourself out there in the beginning. Awesome. I was going to say those are the, that's the question I ask everybody if they want to leave an advice for people who are just getting started and you did it here. So you're going to have to give me another advice before we leave. <laughs> She's not reading my mind. <laughs> but let me tell me if anybody, if anybody wants to reach out to you and get to know you, get to work with you, where they can find you. Yeah. Well, my website is a great place to start. It's <laughs> jananpoppen.com. That's J-A-N-N-A-N-P-O-P-P-E-N.com. And I'm on Instagram at jananpoppen. Okay, awesome. So now I have to, I'm going to drop that in the podcast. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm talking and I'm thinking, what am I going to ask her? <laughs> like, What is the question mm. I'm going to ask her? All right. Since you mentioned the lives before, tell me what was your biggest fear as an entrepreneur that you had to, you had to overcome? Mm. I think selling. selling. Yeah. Being comfortable with selling has been my biggest struggle to overcome. But once I um, figured that out, and I think as I was sharing earlier, coming from this place of service is really what has shifted that for me. And, and now I love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, think, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's the part of like, I know how to do this and I know, but I'm just like, how do I offer it out there? And now yeah. I can be, it's like, I think your hands like at the beginning start sweating and it's like, yeah. Somebody asking you prices and you weren't sure. So you're like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard at first. <laughs> Got to keep doing it. <laughs> Get that practice. And now you feel a conversation flows much easier. Does it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm more confident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Practice, practice, practice and being confident. And I absolutely love what you do. Because that's like you can say it like you can see it on you. Like you absolutely love what you do. Okay, Janine. So thank we're going to drop all the links here. I want to thank you so much. Uh, and talking about, uh, thank you so much for like walking me through SEOs. I know that we had didn't plan that. I just caught her off guard and I was like, I want to learn more. Uh, I don't think yeah. I ever had anybody specifically talking about SEOs. So I really, really appreciate it. And, My uh, pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for also saying that, like, you know, somebody to actually invest when they're more clear on what they want instead of just going all in and try to figure out, like, try to get all those things done before, you know, figuring out who are their ideal clients is or what their niche is, you know, because that's, that's a lot of people do this, that, and there's a lot of money that is, like, invested and then maybe lost as well, depending who you work yeah. with. But I really appreciate that. 
Thank you. And thanks everybody for listening. Lovis, if you have any questions, you know you can reach out. You can reach out to social media. You can drop them here in the comments. Uh, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe and share with your best besties. Okay. And if you if there's any topic you want us to talk about, just also reach out. Let me know and I'll make sure I get a guest to speak about what you want to hear. Okay. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and business. Love, life, peace.